This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabi nahi chhodte. Welcome to the new format of Hafta, where we're going to try to bring you a video version every week on short popular demand. Short video version. A short video version for the unedited, full, complete Hafta. You still have to be a paying subscriber, but a little more for the Mufat Khords. Uh, but for the <laughs> for the full Hafta, you'll have to pay and breach the paywall. Uh, we are recording this at three in the afternoon on Thursday, the thirteenth of July. It has not rained today, but Delhi is flooded, as are many other parts of North India. We shall get into that later in the show. But I'd like to start by urging all of you to subscribe and pay to keep news free, and uh, do share uh, our appeals for uh, NL Sena, because we have a new Sena project up. Our wonderful reporter Shiv is going to be traveling to Manipur. uh and he's going to be bring us ground reports because we figured we might as well because legacy media is not doing a very good job of covering on the ground from manipur so we would urge you to contribute to that project because we would like him to spend as much time as possible over there and in very good news for our overseas subscribers international delivery of our merchandise is possible so you can have this mug pay to keep news free karare chane mug you know it's much in demand the karare chane mug Uh, uh it wasn't available overseas so far for various compliance reasons uh but we've partnered with someone who will both sell and ship the merchandise overseas so we've just outsourced this job if you're based outside india go to the link in the description which is actually kadakmerch.com/collections/newslaundry so our international deliveries they sell because we we've just outsourced this and if you're wanting to order from inside india You can go to the newslaundry.com store. With that, let me introduce the panel today. In the studio, we have Raman Kripal. Hi. Shardur Katyan. Hello. Manisha Pandey. Hello. And I'm Abhinandan Sekri. And joining us from Kolkata on the phone line is Monidipa Banerjee. Hi, Monidipa. Lovely to be here. Looking forward to some exciting stuff from you guys. Yes. Before I ask you why the Hooghly is not flooded, I will introduce you to those of our audience who may not know. Although I'm sure everybody does, Monidipa is one of the most well-known uh, journalists, uh, broadcast journalists in the country. I mean, I've been watching her ever since I started watching uh, TV news. Uh, she's Kolkata-based. She has covered uh, many parts of India, but she's been based in Bengal for most of her career. She was NDT for 28 years. My God, till Jan 2022. and she's written for a multiple of plat- many platforms including the bbc asian age print among others so thank you for joining us so monidipa why is it that all the rivers in the north are flooded but hugli is still just chilling i'm just hoping you're not speaking too soon you know it's all interconnected <laughs> so who knows tomorrow kolkata gets flooded and we'll be in hitting the headlines and unlike delhi you know the rains and the river waters could come to kolkata at the same time and then we are sunk So please uh, wish us don't okay. wish this upon us. So I shall not. Uh I I hope it stays dry and uh we don't go to the Delhi way. Won't stay dry but safe. But safe, It's yes. It's going to rain for sure. But uh, what else happened in the country other than the rains Manish will tell us through the okay, headlines. Okay, so headlines for this week at least 45 people have been killed in West Bengal since the panchayat polls in the state were announced on June 8th. Incidents of destruction of ballot boxes and intimidation of voters were in reported from many areas of the state meanwhile the tmc on tuesday swept the panchayat polls with bjp as a distant second 
The Kolkata High Court, however, has said that poll results will be subject to "quote unquote" our ultimate order. That was the last time you had a court say that. Yeah, that's highly Hold unusual. And it was under the High Court observation yeah. right from the beginning. So they are the ones who had, I think, uh, ordered deployment of uh, paramilitary forces. Hmm. So all right. PM Modi is on his two-day visit to France. The focus will be on defence procurements. PM Modi will also be the guest of honour at the annual Bastille Day parade. And lots of uh, broadcast journalists are there in their suits because hmm. when France may reporting karega, the suit may karega. Because India may the suit ni pen na. No, I think the only <laughs> only shift is the only change is I think eight print journalists have also gone. Accompany the PM. Accompany the PM. So, so they they they're slowly going down the UPA path. They say we never used to take any journal. Now they are taking. It's just that they are taking fewer. So, but I think majority of them are defense correspondents, and That's since th- there is a defense deal, yeah, right. so, so they want to make the most deal, of it. So, yeah. so they want to, yeah. But are all of them wearing suits is the question, because the ones on TV are wearing suits. <laughs> but usually they wear no suits idea. when they're covering foreign. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying. In it, India, they don't wear why, suits. Why is it that in studios why, why, they wear suits only? Why should we? No, get... there is a dress code. They will suit wear suit. <laughs> for reporters, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, not for reporters. <laughs> but the ones who go rarely report in India. They're mostly hmm. anchors, at least yeah. on television. Yeah, yeah, right. At least on television. Okay, in updates from Manipur, the Supreme Court on Monday said that it cannot take over the responsibility of maintaining law and order in the state. It's also refused to issue directions to the army and paramilitary forces to provide security in tribal areas in Manipur. No so, surprises there. But it's a stark contrast to them saying that the election results are subject to their ruling, but they will no, not. No, no, but that's the High Court. All right. Okay. Yeah. This is the Supreme Court, mm. and there it was under observation because of the number of cases mm. of violence reported. Bridgebhushan Sharan Singh is liable to be punished for sexual harassment, molestation, and stalking based on complaints by six wrestlers. This is at least what the charge sheet filed by the Delhi Police states. And I must say that the charge sheet is pretty comprehensive, mm. yep. and the, the for a change, the Delhi Police has done a really good job. I mean, if you just look at how they have corroborated all the incidents, you know, um, they have gone into the. Telephone records. Hmm. They have location. checked if the location of the telephone yeah. was there or not. So I think these are the clinching evidences, which really matter in a case like this. Of course, also Tariq uh, Anwar is his name, right? That Aap MLA who got bail yesterday. Oh Tariq yeah, Hussain. Tariq Hussain. Yeah, he had eleven Tariq, cases. Tariq. He got bail he in got five bail yesterday. And um, in related news, Bridgebhushan Sharan Singh, um, he shut the door rather aggressively on a Times Now reporter. Oh. क्या आप अब इस्तीफा देंगे क्यों दे इस्तीफा इस्तीफा नहीं देंगे क्यों दे इस्तीफा इस्तीफा किस बात की मांग रहे हैं आप छह आपके खिलाफ आपके आप इस तरह से कैसे बात कर सकते हैं छह आपके खिलाफ केसेस दायर हो चुके क्या कहना चाहेंगे आप yeah and uh, i have done a little spoof on it this week on nuisance cuz manisha was uh, eating pakoras in the monsoon enjoying the rain <laughs> so i figured i yes. no but that video was infuriating to watch i rarely yeah. get angry despite watching so much of television news the way he you know said chup to the reporter mm. simply cuz she asked are you going to resign you could see in his eyes the contempt he has for yeah. women it was pathetic to see it and Dude, she could have really gotten hurt, yeah. The way yeah. he slammed the car. Yeah, Mike was in the door when he slammed it. And the other thing is, I don't think his contempt is limited to women. It's for anyone who questions him. Uh, what my know. my assessment, what his behavior has never been penalized. Look at his the dr- transcript of his of his interview with the panel. Like, what is he saying? Mm. There is no shame of a or a thought behind what what am I saying? 
it well, is is it, this how international uh, you know sports federation should run or not when he talked to us uh, sumedha had spoken to him and he said ki i am getting good publicity so mm. i am very happy about now it. everyone knows me <laughs> everyone knows yes me. now everyone will know him actually shamelessness Pathetic. is a superpower yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is if yeah. you're shameless you have your i mean it's it's a power like trump has mm. you're not embarrassed anything mm. Okay, over 80 people die have died across North India in the past 3 days as heavy rain continued to lash the region for almost 4 days now. Uttar Pradesh alone reported 42 rain related deaths and you've had some really harrowing visuals coming in from Himachal Pradesh, road sinking, this big boulder crashing cars. So really really disturbing visuals from everywhere. And of course in Delhi the water level in Yamuna River has touched its highest ever mark. And yeah, we, and it may go above, and it's know. continuing to rise as we speak. Yeah. Although the Delhi Chief yeah. Minister has said that it'll go down post four o'clock, but that's subject to the Hathni Kund, uh, Hathni Kund, uh, which is up in Haryana. So it's a barrage. So th- that barrage also has to let go because you know it's flooding up there. So it's basically it's a domino, right? If although it's not raining in Delhi while we're speaking, but yet the water level is rising. And if you're familiar with Delhi, the North Campus, ironically, which is where the Chief Ministers and the Governors' homes are. is uh, much of it is underwater yep. that uh, the nigam bhut is underwater yeah. civil lines many parts of civil lines are underwater hmm. ito majnu katila is underwater yeah. there is a misgiving also about this uh, hathni kond i mean hmm. there is an impression that the uh, haryana government is deliberately re- releasing no, this water no they need to they need to otherwise the barrage will be hmm. broken so so they don't it's not a reservoir Yeah, exactly. So they can't reserve. Yeah, they, they can't, can't keep it. it they can the, just uh-huh. they can control the pace yes. of the water going, which is also, in fact, what was said in the bite today. Yep. Haryana में हथिनी कुंड बराज है जो खोलने से ये सारा पानी आता है. अब वहाँ क्या स्थिति है उसका तो हमें ज़्यादा पता नहीं था तो मैंने माननीय गृहमंत्री श्री अमित शाह जी को अभी थोड़ी देर पहले चिट्ठी लिखी थी कि अगर हो सके तो पानी की दिल्ली पहुंचने की गति को थोड़ा सा कम किया जाए पानी तो निकालना ही है लेकिन जितनी तेजी से पानी को दिल्ली भेजा जा रहा है अगर उस गति को थोड़ा कम कर दें तो यमुना के स्तर को और ऊपर जाने से हम रोक सकते हैं थोड़ी देर पहले अभी गजेंद्र शेखावत जी का मेरे पास फोन आया था और उन्होंने बताया कि वो तो केवल बराज है उसके पीछे कोई रिजर्वायर नहीं है तो वहाँ पानी को रोकने की ऐसी कोई सुविधा नहीं है तो पानी को रोका तो नहीं जा सकता लेकिन उन्होंने बताया कि अब पानी आगे से हिमाचल से ही कम होने लग गया है और अगले एक आध दिन में इसकी स्थिति इम्प्रूव होगी बाय अरविंद केजरीवाल इज वाटर हैज टू फ्लो आउट ऑफ दैट कैन नॉट बी स्टॉप्ड हाउ इफ यू कैन यू नो हैव अ प्लान ऑफ हाउ बट यू नो द कॉन्फ्रेंटेशन पॉलिटिक्स ही हैज रिटर्न अ लेटर टू अमित शाह and then he is making a speech about the letter because politics has become so you know acrimonious mm-hmm. he can't just pick up the phone and tell khattar so he has written and he can't even pick up the phone and tell amit shah cuz we are not going to talk to each other katti ho gayi because we are you know <laughs> children he has written a letter to amit shah to tell khattar and after that amit shah will also call or he'll write a letter by the time fucking we'll just drown man he'll just communicate <laughs> to anchors yeah yeah so, at 9 you know this is why Politics should never yeah. be that of enmity. No matter how much you disagree with the other person, you there has to be a you have to be able to talk to each and other. And for a situation like this, 
yeah i mean <laughs> like they are opening the barrage because they are full they are at full capacity if they don't the water will take the barrage with it then mm. you have to face the full force mm. there would be no control and they are also opening it because every barrage and every obstruction himachal on, yeah, yeah it's from the top everything is full parwanu i mean the roads are rivers basically and these are roads we've all driven on these are like the proper roads only roads to take you up to kasoli and all yep they have they are like rivers right now india's retail inflation has increased to 4.81% in june from 4.25 in may meanwhile the center has directed cooperatives to procure tomatoes from andhra pradesh karnataka maharashtra for distribution in major consumption centers to reduce prices you can check out our ground report on this by anmol on tomato is done prices. a video yeah and i really like how one lady just starts laughing when he suggests ki aap salad mein tomatoes kha rahe hain and he says like ha bhaiya kya baat kar rahe ho it's really funny kaisi baat kar di aapne salad mein ha and she laughs for a long time salad mein kya salad salad ki kya baat kar rahe ho bhaiya ya sabzi mein dalne ke liye nahi ho raha tomato salad mein kya Foxconn broke off a 19.5 billion dollar joint venture plan with India's Vedanta although the latest on this is that Gujarat is in conversation and they're trying to manow them apparently that's what Reuters reported that the state is holding talks with Foxconn over the semiconductor plan but well this was supposed to be in Maharashtra then went to Gujarat there was a lot of politics around this hmm and eventually they're leaving it seems The Bombay High Court on Thursday while referring to the IT rule said that if the consequences of a law are unconstitutional it has to be done away with no matter how laudable the motive for its introduction was. I think this is a uh, fantastic hmm. yes. and uh, more orders like this are welcome yeah. and indicative of uh, what the order is going to be. Yeah. This is basically they were hearing a clutch of petitions by one of them by Kunal Kamra and another by the Indian government. It's just an observation. Uh, but but the Was a good observation. Yeah. In a letter to President Murmu, Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M K Stalin has said that R N Ravi, who is Governor of the state, is not fit to continue in the constitutional post since he functions as a political opponent, and he looks for opportunities to topple the state government. Well, so I can't. Very strong yeah, letter. It's hard to disagree with and him. And he's mean, saying he, that he's merely an agent of the Union government. No, even in the age of you know governors being political operatives. He's too this, much of this, a political. This gentleman has like gone to a different level, man. He's <laughs> yeah. no, I I see I see a pattern all over India. I mean, it's not just R and Ravi. I mean, if you look at R L G, Delhi L G, yes. and BRS is in court. Is BRS is in court with ah, this. And and every time and and as you said, the shamelessness, uh, you know, is something. If you overcome that, they can do anything. So now. everything that court says they come up with either an ordinance or they come up with something else to counter it and uh, these people are thriving till court again you know come up with another uh, striking it down and then then they, they but the government is just carrying on but in ed a, ed in a related headline the ed, ED. the the supreme court yes. has uh, the third extension yes. given it has deemed it illegal yeah they've said the extensions were invalid so, sk mishra's tenure and he has to leave on june 31st 31st but what about all that the ed july 31st did, right uh, you know that uh, are those legal in the past yes yeah, so anyway it's uh, yeah india's third mission to the moon chandrayaan 3 is set to take off tomorrow that is 14 july at 2:35 pm from sri harikota the mission aims to land softly on the lunar surface making india the fourth country after the united states russia and china to do so 
Yay. I thought India would be the first country, you know. We hadn't gone on the moon after the internet during the Mahabharat. I'm sure some BJP leader. <laughs> I'm sure. No. I, I, for no the moment, I started to think. I was actually thinking that we have never done anything. We have never discovered the internet or nuclear weapons. Why is it in our Shivji's jataon? चांद है चांद ऑफ कोर्स तब गए होंगे अब वो ऊपर है ना तो रोवर भेजना पड़ेगा पहले नीचे था ऐसे The Goods and Services Tax Council has decided to impose a 28% tax on the turnover of online gaming companies, horse racing, and casinos. And the industry is very upset, and they've said this is unconstitutional. Huh? And you, as a gamer, what is your view of this? This is good. It's good because this industry <laughs> was unregulated. And the second thing is, most people. Nee, how how will a 28% of tax will regulate them? How, so, how will it regulate? No, no. Them? What happens is uh, because right now there is no. oversight on this industry and the other thing is this most of the gaming companies in india right now are mostly re- related to mobile phone gaming and like battle royals mm. which is a small part of gaming overall gaming industry and the least creative one if i may say so basically one of i mean i have spoken to a few people very briefly i'll just tell you i mean i don't really have a position on this yet i'd like to read up a little more about this but the people who are hardcore gamers old school gamers they find the rise in the so called gaming industry of late in india they said it's not gaming at all it's actually yeah. killed the gaming industry yes. it is basically gambling ramesh ami there's no gamification or any nope. great no coders are sitting coming up with the game no creative minds are putting together let's come up with a you know uh, those those whatever I mean, of course, many of these are mindless, uh, violent games. But you know, Grand Theft Auto, or even the ones where you build castles or armies or whatever those games are called. So these are RP. So what you're talking about are different genres. But what happens is most of the time, gaming is now like movie making. Like you have to write dialogues, background music, the hmm. cinematography, everything. Exactly. But whereas the Indian gaming industry is Nothing. basically just pick your you team of eleven, dream eleven. And you know, even now the disclaimer comes at the end of the this thing. ये हानिकारक इट इट कैन बी एडिक्टिव अपने उस पर खेलें क्योंकि पीपल हैव लॉस्ट लाइक थ्री फॉर एट टेन लैक्स एंड किल दम सेल्व सो द हार्ड को ओल्ड स्कूल गेमर्स डोंट कंसिडर दिस गेमिंग दिस इज गैम्बलिंग सो इट शुड बी टैक्सड एट पा विद गैम्बलिंग एंड नॉट गेमिंग सो वॉट इज गेमिंग इज चेंज बट देर आर पीपल लाइक अशनीर ग्रोवर और वट एवर इज नेम इज अशनीर अशनीर इन अ वे द गवर्नमेंट है Gambling as a game Correct. by putting to the eight percent of GST. Absolutely. So, so the thing is that I personally do think things like game eleven because these are not game of skill. The difference yeah. is: is it a skill or luck? Yeah. Luck is lottery. That's gambling. Yeah. They say it's skill because you have to choose your team. Team. And that requires skill. But you don't suppose this week KL Rahul or whoever is playing doesn't do well. <laughs> it's luck, no? It's like it's, when you cannot predict the future. like skill based gaming is rpgs like mm. rpgs are very personalized but if you go to esports which are like uh, the prices for individuals are in millions of dollars every year mm. those are hardcore skills yeah so but you have to practice you have to the hand eye coordination reaction times and everything if you go into arcade gaming and all mm. this is nothing you just pick based on your assessment ke wo kaise khelega rummy is not a skill game really so indian express did an edit today on mm. this and uh, they have uh, you know Uh, spoken about the industry as a whole and how it was growing uh, you know over the years and how it is going to impact the hiring of people i think the economic argument is very compelling but the thing is seldom do people take positions based on a an, a dispassionate view of x like old school gamers will say acha hua sade mare you know 
and the people who are employed by this or investing in this like for example look at our industry government says news should be level playing field level playing field they have reduced the fdi cap for digital news i mean that is everyone is dying to come into news in india hmm. foreign funds now no one is even touching it a to sala raid padegi to chhod no one wants to touch news okay <laughs> they said level playing field but we pay 18% gst newspapers pay 0% gst hmm. so how is the level playing field so uh, you know it's i mean it's just complicated but and one more point if i may gaming is a recreational activity like there are so many things which were priced really high on gst let this be in the higher tier it's a recreational activity if you want to do this just pay 28% gst mm. like if you are paying 4000 rupees for a playstation game one disc comes at a new game is 4000 or 5000 bucks just pay i mean like 100 200 rupees extra so is it a step toward i mean is it a kind of morality tax i mean where the government wants to discourage i, I don't I no, mean, no, no, no 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 i don't, I don't think so i don't Like for on cigarettes, I don't think so. No, I don't think the government gives a fuck like about morality. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's that you But have to make money. But they are going to get ten thousand crore rupees. And you make it because these guys have purchasing power. The government so is going to make those... additional ten thousand crore mm. uh, out of this twenty-eight percent. That uh, is, uh, let's see if they make. That's what the projection by the government. Ah, but the reality is different. But coming to Bengal, uh, Monidipa. Yes. So thank you so much for making the time and joining us. Really appreciate it. uh a before we get to the nuts and bolts of what's happening do you miss the day to day reporting that you did for so many years i mean now that you've had a year or two to think about chillin truth be told yes i mean i love the hurly burly of it and you know with all this stuff that's happening around me literally uh, the panchayat elections and so on uh yeah i miss that but not that much not enough to want to go back no i think i have had fun and happy to leave it there and you know concentrate on the whys instead of the what's happening the whys it happening so yeah happy to be where i am right now oh great so then you're the perfect uh, guest for our uh, podcast when we talk about the whys but not what so why is the bengal election not un- and it's not unique to you know the mamta government and there's just this tradition of course mani uh, ravi shankar prasad had this very moving press conference that sharmsar kar diya hai hame bengal ke chunav aayog par vishwas nahi hai jo unke head hai main koi vyaktigat tippani nahi karna chahta hu wo bade padadhikari rahe hain mamta sarkar ke aur kitni supreme court se kya kya hua aap bhi jante so i don't want to go into the antecedents of the chief electoral officer काफी उन्होंने कह दिया जिस तरह से उन्होंने आचरण किया है लोकतंत्र को शर्मसार करने में यहां के चुनाव आयोग की भी कम भूमिका नहीं है चुनाव आयोग कहते हैं क्या बोलते हैं उसको राज्य चुनाव आयोग अधिकारी उनकी भी कम भूमिका नहीं है मतलब आपके पास सेंट्रल फोर्सेस है कोर्ट का आदेश है कोर्ट की सख्त टिप्पणी है उसके बावजूद यह हो रहा है तो आप जिम्मेवार किसको मानेंगे इफ आई कैन यूज ए लीगल लैंग्वेज इतनी संदेहास्पद परिस्थितियां हैं जो स्पष्ट बताती हैं कि चुनाव आयोग ममता जी के पूरे प्रभाव और दबाव में काम कर रहा है अबाउट यू नो वॉट ममता बैनर्जी हैज डन एटसेट्रा ऑफकोर्स हाफ द थिंग्स यू वॉज सेंग वॉज दे वॉज ही वॉज अनवेयर ऑफ द आयरनी इट अप्लाइड टू हिज गवर्नमेंट 
about to BJP that that uh, you know you you don't answer to anybody you don't do I'm like hello I talk about PM Modi or Mamata Banerjee make up your mind because everything you're saying was applicable to him as well but however politics aside it's not unique Mamata phenomena right the the violence in Bengal polls why is that so why is it why is this tradition of of such violent panchayat polls uh, like it a few states are unique in that sense and Bengal is one what makes it such well i think ultimately at the end of the day it's uh, the bread and butter issues you know people get invested in supporting a particular party at the panchayat level because that ensures the supply of bread and butter in a state where you know unemployment is a problem jobs are difficult to get somehow people get invested in making sure that they have a source of income from the panchayat system and therefore if their people are in power that is kind of ensured this has been the philosophy of you know the violence behind panchayat polls in bengal forever and i have been covering these elections for the last 28 years and longer actually in print and uh, you know there are people who will take it back to the culture of violence that we saw in the congress period when siddharth shankare was there the culture of violence that the naxal lights took up you know we saw a lot of that and then of course there are others who will take it back to the you know, 1940s and the tebhaga movement and the fight to pay less to the zamindar and for the farmers to retain more the people will also take it back to the you know anushilan kendras of kolkata where you know the freedom movement started people who went and you know went to these wrestling centers uh pretending that they were only practicing uh and learning how to wrestle but ultimately they were also planning their moves to try and get independence so the immediate cause of course is the bread and butter issues if my party doesn't win in the panchayats then my livelihood will be at stake and so people will fight to the end to make sure that their people vote to win the panchayat and especially when there's so much poverty and your livelihood is is pretty much literally what you get to eat it's i mean it's not absolutely. a figure of speech it's like absolutely so, so just resolve this for me and after this you know I'll let the rest of the panel jump in with your comments or questions to bonadipa sure. you know uh, i've said this years ago on on the podcast once i was um, i'm always intrigued uh, when I, i used to go to bengal very often when i used to shoot shows and you've helped us out on one of them i remember we had come to uh, do a travel show and right. uh, you had uh, helped us arrange guests at a university i forget it's very lovely uh, building jadavpur uh, no jadavpur also but there's another place we shot i think we shot with a friend of yours she was a professor um this is sometime in the late 2000s uh, mm-hmm. you know i i'm always struck by especially coming from delhi while people are aggressive and unafraid on the road it's highly unlikely you'll get into a fist fight like you were in delhi like delhi you should be ready for a fight on the road you know driving it's like If if you get into co- if it becomes an argument, the likelihood of that argument becoming physical is high. Yep. And I remember, and also here the uh, hierarchy is like a laborer working on the road would never dare to thump my car. We were driving in uh, Kolkata, and there was this half the car was being, you know, covered with tar. So they had that you know what you uh, water plants with that mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So they had tar in that, and they were spraying the road. Mm. so they had blocked off half the road so the you know like the other side was all packed so like good dilli walas prashant my co-founder rocky moyer in the car 
we just went on to that side because we were in a big SUV. We said we'll go over the tar. So as we started going, the laborer in this torn, shredded vest and a lungi looked at us and just flung that on our car. He just covered it tar. I was like, you know, I started laughing. Can you imagine any other city a laborer? You know, you'd just be intimidated. No one would do that to a car. But you never see a physical fight. You know, it's people that whole. Um, you know, they'll fight, they'll argue, but yet the violence at a political level is bloody more than Punjab, Delhi and Haryana put together. Yeah. Resolve this With very beautiful... bombs going off. You know, this Bengali sweetness, loveliness, but yet, uh, like on the, on the face of it, Punjab, Haryana, Delhi are ugly aggressive. On the face of it, I've driven extensively across Bengal, not just Kolkata. It's not that. But come election... Can you just resolve this for me? You're right. I mean, all the sweetness and the look element in Bengal, in Bengal sort of really goes out, uh, is tossed out of the window and um, knuckles are bared. Um, it's probably even a habit. You know, I mean, in 2018, uh, when Mamta Banerjee was absolutely sore, and her fortunes and her stars were absolutely shining bright. In 2018, we saw some of the worst violence in the panchayat elections. Everybody remarked that there was really no need for that kind of violence. 34% of the seats went uncontested. You know, the opposition parties barely managed to field any candidates. There was absolutely no need. On counting day also, I saw, I remember pictures of somebody uh, frantically stamping papers in a counting center. Of course, Trinamool swept the polls. But then why was this necessary? They paid for it in 2019. Yeah. The JP got survived. 18 seats. So, you know, the revenge voting by people who couldn't vote in 2018, that cost the Trinamool. And one would have thought they might learn a lesson. They did. This time, nomination was allowed, allowed, mind you. Nomination was, uh, you know, much higher than last time. And uh, only, I think, 12% or 10% seats were uncontested instead of 34, like last time. But this whole element of taking a lesson seems to have been lost on the Trinamool Congress. There were noises, but on voting day, after voting day, and before voting day, the violence continued unabated. But I think the picture that I'm going to take away from this election is a picture that you can't see because it's not on camera, but it's a picture of a Trinamool candidate who was trailing the left candidate by four or five votes. He lost. The Trinamool guy lost. The CPM man won. But before the certificate could be issued, the Trinamool guy walked into the counting center, picked up four or five ballots, and chewed them up and swallowed it. And it's yeah, that yeah, he desperate. ate them. <laughs> it's that desperate. I mean, it might sound funny, but things are that desperate. <laughs> and, uh, it is. Okay. Truly, uh, you know, the, in 2011, this is another thing I have a grievance with the Trinamool Congress. Uh, you know, Trinamool Congress came in with this huge call for Parivarta, which is change. This is one thing that has not changed. Much has, some for the better, some for the worse, but all violence, no parivartan insight. 
बट आई हैव हर्ड एंड आई नोटिस्ड ऑल्सो डूरिंग द लेफ्ट वन द लेफ्ट वॉज रोलिंग कांग्रेस सॉरी कोलकाता द कार्डर यूज टू डू द सेम दे यूज टू शट द यू नो द हाउसेज ऑफ पीपल हु who vote to the other party now the same carder has shifted to mamta uh, apparently and they ha so, so, so. a lot of the carders moved to bjp and because tmc uh, really uh, went after them once they came to power yeah. so a lot so, of the left so, so is it true really i mean is, is there some truth in it no i mean i know people who were living in high rises in kolkata and their gates were locked Hmm. during a corporation election calcutta corporation election uh, goons loyal to the left went and locked them up so that they couldn't come out and vote and there are reports of much worse in the hinterland in the villages in rural bengal and the left uh, cadres definitely ran amok we have this horrible tradition of uh, left cadre apparently going to the home of a rival candidate in the village and uh, just to scare him leave a uh, you know a bit of agarbatti a bit of tulsi a bit of a garland of rajnigandha mm. and a white sheet of cloth saying that you will be dead if you contest or you will be dead if you go and vote the tragedy is the same same practice is continued yeah. today by the trinamool congress and that is No, so actually given the kind of mandate mamta banerji has had over the years 2011 2016 and then 2021 i don't know if this was necessary so i fear this violence in elections could also be had forming so would it be correct to say that it's mostly a left legacy which trinamool congress has carried on it's just been part of politics in west bengal This violence around politics. Left. I can't remember that the Congress or the governments in between did anything like that. But from my the memory that I have, the left is the one who did these things. And as you pointed out, Manisha, I mean, a lot of the people from the left went to the Trinamool Congress initially. Hmm. Of course, they later veered towards you know the bomb, veered towards Ram. But a lot of them went to the Trinamool. There's Congress. the thing saying there, no, that first bomb, Abraham. but it's also true that uh, some of the tmc deaths before the actual voting were also a result of infighting within the party you know tmc has this peculiar thing called mother tmc and juba tmc so that is you know the old tmc and then the younger tmc and they have been at loggerheads ever since but even without this particular distinction that i'm telling you about infighting within the trinamool is a fact and it has cost lives so out of the 19 who uh, died in this total tally of 40 plus uh, there would be definitely a percentage which would be the result of infighting within the trinamool oh. and of course there is the bjp and the congress and the cpm that have fought back tragically 
in a very fatal kind of way. Much of the violence has happened in the Congress-dominated Murshidabad and Malda districts. So clearly, you know, Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary's uh, carters and followers have been fighting back. And we have this uh, horrible number of deaths on both sides. So um, that's one. As for the central force deployment, when we've covered, when I covered the elections actively on the ground, it was common knowledge that whenever uh, central forces come in for an election, um, they come in here, but their deployment is in the hands of the state authorities, the state police or the state election commission in this case. And we have also heard forever that the state, which doesn't want central forces policing, you know, their beat, uh, the state deploys them poorly. So they'll get deployed in places there where there's no tension, or they will be misdirected, or they will be sitting on the police stations all day and not be deployed at all. This has been the traditional common knowledge. I suspect that is what happened. Only this time the issue has become bigger because I believe the BSF has come back and uh, complained that the State Election Commission only gave them you know, a number for how many sensitive booths or whatever, but never told them where the sensitive booths are. So deployment definitely flawed. And uh, the State Election Commission has come in for a lot of you know, criticism on this count. Yeah, even fact, the courts have been critical. Even uh, Ravi Shankar Prasad in his press conference said that the Election Commission should take it. Then he realized that Election Commission to his their team, then he turned to the guy that, what do you call the state level? He says, state election commission. He then state election commission, he corrected himself. <laughs> so two so, things, you know, while covering the assembly elections in West Bengal, which I found quite different from every other state, this, what Monodipa was saying, you know, this, why panchayat elections matter so much, even in assembly elections, the Sarpanch or the village head as a figure came up so many times in conversations that the village is from TMC. So can these two families who support BJP, will they be allowed to vote or not? This was just a recurring thing you'd hear everywhere. And in a village where you'd have very ordinary houses, sometimes less than ordinary, sometimes pakka, kacha houses, the village head ka ghar would be spanking. Like nice, biggest, you could just figure out, okay, this is the Sarpanch. And at that time, I remember there was a lot of anger against the Mamta Banerjee government for Cyclone Amphan and the money that had not reached people who had been affected. So village after village, people would say that the Sarpanch is from TMC. So the money has gone to his friends and family for houses to just renovate houses. So people who lost their roof and their house and Cyclone were still roofless. Meanwhile, the Sarpanch... Friends and families renovated the houses Another with Amphan money. Paint and, hmm. So that was really something. And I, honestly, I feel like UP Bihar sometimes I think just gets a lot of bad press purely because yes. they're close to New Delhi. The kind of things in the assembly elections also, this intimidation, very clear. Yeah? And it's a bit ironic to see BJP there as the underdog, but they are really the underdog. You literally see BJP voters in some villages locked in houses, not being able to go out, not being able to vote. And uh, bombs going off in Nandigram, I remember. It yeah. was crazy. And it was a bit scary for us also because you never know, na, with bombs yeah. going off, suddenly there's firing and bombs in an assembly election. And it just yeah. takes, like, within a second, there's a commotion and something happens. And then next you see is firing bombs and the CRPF moving in. 
so it was very very i mean to me i think it was one of the toughest elections that i have covered yeah. so far especially in yeah. terms of violence and i remember i met you manisha yeah. at bundigram yeah, yeah, during yeah. the sunday election and just after we met there was this chaos at a an election booth where mamta banerjee went on her wheelchair and sat yeah. for hours to yeah. protest that her voters were not being allowed to vote and nandigram was very bad indeed it was a bitter fight between suvendu and but i will say there uh, was Mamta not Banerjee. so much police firing usually yeah. the police stops at tear gassing yeah. so incidents of firing are still but mordiba you you reckon that this is going to adversely affect uh, tmc in the next year's lok sabha although if you believe some rumors which are just those rumors pop maybe end of this year but in all likelihood next year lok sabha election you know uh, initially given 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 precedent that's what happened in 2018 2019 and if you go back that's what happened uh, in in the left period too 2008 uh, the left fought a panchayat election in which trinamool did well 2009 trinamool just snatched 16 seats in parliament 2018 trinamool did very well lots of rigging of course and lots of intimidation 2019 there was revenge voting and bjp got 18 seats however you know the bjp party in west bengal let's say it has its challenges and unlike a and not a no leader like mamta banerjee you know to match trinamool's mamta banerjee so in you know one would have thought that this bit of history might repeat itself mm. that 2023 might impact 2024 there is a possibility there is great anger at the ground level i was just talking to people up in north bengal i was asking them like what are the results and they said that forget the results they are not results at all they are a mockery so you know you don't know but uh, 2019 could happen in 2024 but there is no doubt about one thing bread butter issues mm-hmm. the politics of to you know um giving people things hmm. um, the powerful elements like you know, what luck lokshit bhandar where a woman just because she's a woman gets 500 rupees every month people are getting pension in their hand all these schemes welfare schemes that mamta banerjee has put out and they were well. created a society of people who are invested in keeping mamta banerjee in power and there is the fact that opposition is extremely weak bjp this time round has performed poorly even in in its strongholds like the tribal belt of jhargram the tribal belt up in north bengal we don't have a clear picture yet but the results suggest that bjp has been grappling with keeping retaining their position nandigram shubhendu has managed to hold on to and you know there is a calculation which says the strike rate has increased over 2018 and 19 but uh, the way the party is at the moment um, you know and the way the left and the congress are too the last two have made minor gains but whether they'll be able to shake mamta banerjee at all or not in 2024 is a big question the answer is probably not really Mm. so before- west bengal uh, west bengal governor had met amit shah soon after the election so any idea uh, what transpired or what what was the role of governor what was the stated uh. position 
<laughs> say, I, no. I mean, I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall, but no. But, you know, the governor's role has been very, very interesting. Remember, um, when he came into West Bengal, he was so full of praise for Mamta Banerjee. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yes. yes, for a change. And, and, and after Dhankar, it was like quite a contrast, no? <laughs> it was a complete contrast. He went to a Calcutta University event where Mamta Banerjee, he described her, compared her to, you know, greatest poets in the world. So it was, <laughs> it was very weird. I mean, the governor was completely contrast to Dhankar. Greatest poet in but the now, world. now, of course, he has taken another position altogether. And uh, those who are uh, sort of willing to um, speculate on this are wondering whether the government governor was gently as told, or it was suggested to him, that let's try and cozy up with Mamta. This is, of course, by the powers mm. that be where you are in Delhi. And then when that didn't work, he started turning. <laughs> it's been a different yes. um, But it's strange. I mean, he went the president. He met Amit Shah. And then he came back, and then there was, again, nothing. So his name so is C.V. Ananda Bose. And right. so this is his quote. Um, Those who commit violence in the field will be made to curse the day they are born. All authorities will come down with a heavy hand on the goons and lawbreakers. That is Absolutely. one quote of his. And the other quote of his is, after meeting Mr. Shah, in case you're wondering if... So with this quote, you can figure out what has transpired. Quote, the only message I'd like to give today is, if winter comes, can spring be far behind, good will happen in days to come, unquote. So I'm guessing they spoke about the weather. <laughs> no, 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 no. He has been quoting Macbeth's left and right and said. He really right. sounds like a poet. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Shardul, you have anything to add to this before I have one last question from Ardev before we let her go? But so I have, on the Bengal. I have many things to say. One, like Manisha mentioned this, like UP and Bihar get exceptional amount of flack. Like ah. and the people say like like Monadipa mentioned, <laughs> people are passionate. But does that mean other uh, people in other states are not? <laughs> who passionate? can be more passionate than Bihar on politics? Like Bihar, come and on, UP, every like, like who are you kidding? <laughs> like like this is a tendency of mob, mob violence. Mm. And the other thing is like I want to mention this: politicians from Bengal don't get that much flack in media and like social circles. They should. If you're if to contest elections to even vote, you need cadre on the ground to fight, like actual fight, not metaphorical, literal yeah. fighting, sure. then it's not a democracy. You are not a functioning democracy. And these people, like, you can see TMC people with like, Bhadralok, Walibag, like, eulogizing and virtue signaling about, like, you can't even handle panchayat elections without violence. You are the last person in India to lecture anyone about anything. Yeah. This is the worst case in I think two, sorry, worst state in two decades with continuous violence. It's not a sporadic thing. It's not a you know one-time thing. This might you know ruffle many people. They won't like it because BJP is making that point. But the point is like you don't follow ideologies. You make your point. Mm. If violence, if we are against violence in UP, Bihar, Punjab, Haryana, Madhya Pradesh, then we are against it in West Bengal. The other thing like bread and butter issues. This happened in 1978. So I'll I'll recommend an article from scroll it mentions that this devolution of power which happened during the left regime it was not devolution to you know elected officials or administrative positions it was to party cadre 
so you have to make sure that this party wins otherwise you won't get it what kind of administration is this so if i am a bjp supporter so it was devolution but not in an organized way. <laughs> this is this is one of the worst states in jobs this is one of the worst states in human indexes like these politicians never get flack because of what like accented english and better diction that's not a i mean that's not a criteria other thing was every time this violence happens it's brushed under the carpet for making major you know macro points about politics but if this is happening in state elections in panchayat elections and lok sabha elections like general then how do you know what actually people think because like manisha said like every reporter who has went on the ground in west bengal over the years has said that individual or couple of families who don't want to vote for people in power like just they are just being contrarian let's just say they are idiots like democracy is about being like independence mm. to be an idiot mm. that bengal doesn't follow it we have to take care yeah, of by it by that logic we are it's, it's a robust democracy my <laughs> but and and the other thing like monodipa mentioned that percentage from it has come down uncontested seats 34% mm. to 10% that 34% was out of 78000 plus seats 24600 plus this time it's 7000 plus can you imagine in any other state 7000 gram panchayats uncontested hmm. i think tripura also comes close no tripura yeah. is a very small yeah, it's state small. yeah but it's a, a small less diversity and less no, i have sorry are you not i i think and the one thing is that this is why i think the administration and the party loyalties change homogeneously hmm. because people and their maybe the individual changes but that structure and that that cycle of violence continues actually hmm. on that i have a theory which just got me thinking on what monadipa said that it is become a habit and i just thought that you know i'm not saying this facetiously i genuinely think this is a thesis if any pol science phd majors are doing watching this or listening to this consider do get thesis on this you know like i'll tell you my experiences in delhi university or just delhi holi holi mm-hmm. was a time for a gangs to get back at each other in hostel yep dude holi mein sab you know sab chalta hai hockey sticks taiyar rakho after we've played holi in the morning afternoon we'll pick up our stuff and holi ke bahane we'll beat up so and so we'll beat up holi was the day you settled scores Holi was also the day the frustos got the time to grope whoever they wanted. Actually, they would plan when yes. they would go to LSR, when they would go to Miranda. They, everyone knew. IP college. Yeah. So, it was they were looking forward to that day. Guys who wanted violence would. So that was the whole. That was what Holi was for for many yeah. people. I think it's possible. It's a thesis worth exploring. That if anyone has any enmity with anyone, <laughs> so let's wait for election paneling. Of course. Fucking yeah. It's what else. I think it, that's a very reasonable and rational theory. What do you think, Monitha? Bombs ke dhuye mein kuch nazar nahi aaya. Good point, you know. I mean, that's a really good point, and uh, you know, but there, but there's another thing that I just want to say over here, and that is, you know, politi- you know, in Bengal, and I really don't know about the situation as in other states. Panchayat elections are fought by political parties. I suspect that is not so in other states. I mean, it's not. Punjab it's families you're right punjab it's not party it's just family like i will win this Correct. election i will decide which party i go to i know that for fact in punjab i don't know about other states no so it in up i know about up very well like you will find sapa baspa bjp ca- candidates everywhere there are 
some places where somebody is very well respected or somebody is a bahubali of course but parties are there but it's less political even you see i i know in punjab i i mean i will not give a statistic but i am aware of too many people who know they're going to win the panchayat it doesn't matter which party the family is the family uh, cup yeah. win, winning for so many which is which like so many and up also from different parties and it have even even amrinder singh jumped parties yeah you know there it was like although he lost patiala did he not he did he did yeah, yeah that was a surprise all the oldies mm. lost oh, oh, mm. exceptions are not against the rule necessarily yeah, could... one more thing this political interference in pub- public's life is a very unique phenomena to bengal like i everybody all of us know people who live there like for in a small town you have to buy a rate you have to buy like cement not exactly cement cement is retail mm. but these things bricks so bajri yes so these things are Control politicians decide like if you want to buy from someone else which they don't recommend there is a good chance you'll get into trouble this is not true for any states I'll, i've lived in seven that's mm. not true anywhere no matter how bad law and order like people i mean how crass or you know dangerous surroundings law and order situation and other things are social equations this is not true for other places right so monideep in conclusion anything you want to add before you give us your recommendation for the week uh, i just want to say one little other thing i don't know if it doesn't happen in other places this kind of you know control of social social groups by political parties i suspect it does i mean i've heard stories out of mumbai that you buy a fancy car and you have to pay a little fee to the local political uh, gangs so i don't know how far that's true but this is what i've heard so i won't say you know bengal is the only exception what is however striking to me as somebody who has been covering the state for the last nearly 30 years is that you know at a time when i started when there were elections there was violence in uttar pradesh there was terrible violence in bihar i remember pictures of people with guns you know at polling stations uh, completely you know make chasing away voters all that and bengal violence somehow it all seemed normal when when i was younger but bihar has patterned down up has also patterned down of course we saw a blast of violence in tripura but in bengal there doesn't seem to be a change and that is worrying a lot of political people are telling me oh this will continue don't worry mamta banerji is getting stronger by the day which could be good news for the Trinamool Congress. But I think as uh, people who live in the state and you guys who are part of the same country, it is a matter of worry. No, I absolutely. Think and I think interesting what you say that this seemed normal for all states, but others it's died down and here it's continued. I remember, although it did happen in all states, Chautala and Haryana had become famous in the late 80s, yeah. purely because that one video of mayhem uh and because it made a great headline mayhem in mayhem mm-hmm. uh where on camera for the first time you saw a man being bashed to death with lutz and it was a news track camera crew that did it mm. uh and i remember I watching the footage it. it was recorded that yeah not did the actual yeah. <laughs> booth capturing so the booth <laughs> capturing of chotala's men with lutz beating someone to death on camera in a news track camera and that's when the haryana and mayhem and chotala's became a thing but yeah it was happening everywhere it's just which is why video makes such a difference in you know making something yeah. a thing or a trend or a 
Uh, yeah, it personalizes uh, that thing. Like I remember in my lifetime when I was young, Ranveer Sena was famous in Bihar yeah, for in Bihar. capturing yeah, and shooting it. people on sight. Hmm. And in my yeah. lifetime, like it's been ten years now, Bihar is still second, but it's distant second in political violence now. Hmm. And you don't see it anymore. But you don't hear of it also such. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You don't, yeah, I guess. But you never know. It may be happening. I mean, no, no. Bihar. Statistics, like government statistics, say it happens, but it's a distant second. Sure. Mm. And Bihar, oh, sorry, West Bengal doesn't seem to willing Kerala to change. Kerala also. Kerala is, you know, political violence. We've done a story on yeah. it. It's oh. huge. It's like the RSS no, and, versus and the violence, communist. Their violence starts much earlier. It's not just near the election. Yeah. It goes it's, on for three, four years. Yeah, yeah. And But I think that's uh, one specific Kunur side, right? Which is the RSS versus the ah. left. That, that's what we talk about generally when we talk about yeah. Kerala. Yeah, it's not all around. It's not a. It's not Kerala. like a panchayat election thing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not. I think it's very a, contingent to society. I think it's a control of one a- area. It's area. like a mob. Mm-hmm. It's like a mob thing. But uh, uh, Monidipa, uh, thank you so much for your time and your insights. Always a pleasure. Uh, hope thank to you. see you again on the hafta sometime. But before we say goodbye, could you recommend something that would enrich the lives of our listeners? Okay, I was going to uh, recommend this book that I just finished reading, mm-hmm. India's Secret War: BSF and Nine Months to the Birth of Bangladesh. This is by a fellow journalist, actually, Ushinor Majumdar. It's a wonderful story about how we focus on only the Indian Army fighting for the liberation of Bangladesh in seventy-one, but much before the army came into the active picture, apparently the BSF was there, and their role has somehow. Turned a bit dusty. This book brings it out. That apart, now I'm not much of a Hindi film buff, and mm. I don't know when this film is going to hit the hit the halls. And this is a film called Rocky or Rani. I think that's ah. the film. Mm. Yes. And you know, there's a trailer out, and it's gone a bit viral here in Kolkata. People are talking about it. People in Kolkata who normally don't talk of any film unless it's by Satyajit Ray or Mrinal Sen hmm. were suddenly talking about Rocky and Rani because in that, there's one dialogue that is very interesting. Which is? There's a dialogue in Bengali and guess what it is? Kala Hobe. She told me this in that often awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yep. Okay. So that's my movie recommendation for you. All right. I I I was somewhat disappointed that Sham Benegal didn't make the cut in Bengal, but oh. in any way, I was hoping his films would also viral. But thanks mm-hmm. so much, Amaradipa. Uh, take care and have a fantastic weekend. Thank you. You too. All Pleasure right. being on your show. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Uh, before we carry on a news flash, BJP leader dies allegedly after police lathi charge on protest against the state government in Patna. So much for that. Uh, but there were some visuals of of this whole lathi charge and this BJP leader getting into the kamukki with the police. Uh, but I would like to now discuss the flooding, and I think at some point we should get a, a an area expert on this because mm. uh, this is clearly it's hitting us. In our face now. Maybe and next week because yeah, this is going to be around. I'm sure yeah. with the rains only beginning now. Yeah, I won't be here on Hafta next week, but yeah, I would. It'd be great if you could get uh, someone. In fact, you were just discussing this before we started recording Hafta. Mm. Raman, sir, Manisha, and I about this one person who we knew. But I just like to repeat before we, you know, carry on to the flooding bit, uh, that we have a new news laundry Sena story up. Not a story, but a fund. So our reporter Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit will be accompanied by a producer who will be 
Priyali. Call on later. Priyali, Priyali will probably Dil. go. Uh, and uh, to find answers on the questions of what are the underlying causes contributing to the Manipur violence? Over a hundred killed, at least two fifty injured, more than forty thousand displaced. Why is the government missing in action? Uh, these stories aren't easy to do. A, you these are hostile conditions that reporters report, and we like to try to make it as safe uh, for them as possible. But at the same time, reporting is important so that you don't have to listen to influencers payloing gyan based on nothing. Because journalism is based on ground reports. Because these days, it's unfortunate, but even influencers think they're actually news professionals. Because we sit and do explainers. <laughs> That's actually not journalism. Uh, journalism is ground reporting, and it's becoming rarer and rarer. And without that, journalism will die. And if journalism dies, so will democracy. So I urge you to take a moment, pause this, go to newsrun.com, click on the Sena project, and contribute. And if you're not a subscriber, go on our website, newsline.com, click on the subscribe button and pay to keep news because we don't take any ads. And if you've been watching TV of late, I don't know if you guys have been watching, it's TV news is basically surviving on government ads. And these ads are not 30 second, one minute ads. Gehlot, hmm. Baghel, Yogi, Modi, Bhagwant. It is just government ad hmm. bulletin. Government ad bulletin. Government ad bulletin. It's... Your money that's running these TV channels, but they're not serving you. They're serving the people who give them the ads. Yes. We say, "Bicholiye ka hatao na direct. Give us. We will do public service news because that's what we do. Because then the public pays, the public is served. And like I said, we have our new line of merchandise, which now can uh, be ordered even if you're overseas. You can order through Kadak Merch. The link is in the show notes below. And if you're ordering from India, you can get this mug. You have a lovely news laundry cap. You can get stuff like that. Now, on that note, let me start with you, Manisha. Hmm. Alarming and worrying sights in Delhi on flooding. Yeah. Uh, I think last month or month before last, there was a headline. Uh, not a headline. It was many newspapers. A prominent environmentalist and a river activist, Manoj Mishra, died at the very young age of sixty-eight. Actually, sixty-six. Sixty-six. And he had predicted that there would yeah. be floods like this in Delhi in five Delhi. years ago. He had yes, he had predicted this, and he actually had a very detailed presentation. And, uh, and I remember meeting him, and I think Raman sir always mm. was in regular touch with him way before even I had met him. And he had, I think, it was like a thirty-forty slide presentation, which explained that there is going to be a flood in Delhi that is going to come all the way up to. um uh, civil lines it will come up to lal kila i mean today when i was watching television i was like dude manoj told me all this like 3 yeah. 4 years ago and that's mostly because the flood plain has been constructed upon the flood plain is taken over like everything from the akshardham temple to the commonwealth games village to all those new constructions uh and i mean i you know and he was uh, an ifs uh, indian forest service officer he used to be with frif i'm not wrong or maybe ifs i'm not sure IFS. IFS. He was Indian Forest Service officer, and he took VRS to become a crusader. Yes. And he he had only one point, that is save Yamuna. Mm. And he filed several petitions with the court. Yes, he tried to and start he, media campaigns. Uh, in fact, uh, he was very keen. You know, one does an RTI campaign type of campaign to save the Yamuna. He approached many you know media organizations, etc. Uh, he is no more, but. My God, he was right, man. Yeah. But you, the floodplain is lost. You're not get, you're not getting rid of the Akshardham Temple. I mean, forget it. Hmm. You know, <laughs> there'll be riots. People can drown, but you can't get to the Commonwealth Games Village. Uh, 
you can't get, get rid of the, that depot that's been made and now the reality is that there's so many people living there not not just organized constructions but even unorganized colonies i'll give chote chote ghar everything so i'll give you a case you have to displace a vast amount of population to even reclaim that land back for the river since we are talking about manoj mishra and in fact he was really an authority on yamuna so i'll just talk about a case that he had initiated with the high court and the high court had given an observation there and the high court had said that uh, it is repeatedly uh, claimed that the government is doing its best and has already spent thousands of crores of rupees in the name of clins yamuna project but the common man does not find any visible change encroachments on river beds and embankment have become order of the day no effective steps have been taken to make yamuna free from encroachments and pollution of all kinds it is because of this realization that we have entrusted the task to the committee headed by justice usha mehra we direct the committee to take up the right earnestness and day to day basis the task of removing encroachments up to 300 meters from both sides of river yamuna in the first instance no encroachment either in the form of jogi jopri clusters or in any other manner by any person or organization shall be permitted this is the observation that uh you know the the high court had delhi high court had given in 2005 in one of the cases that manoj mishra had filed it's almost now, 18 years now, now justice yeah. usha mehra now justice usha mehra gives her order so which comes on in 2006 where 26 jj structures removed from the mulchan 1949 jhuggis comprising of all jhuggis situated in belagao etc etc removed Okay, another four thousand jogis, then another two thousand seven seventy eight jogis. But as Manoj Mishra, he wrote a mail to me, clear and he writes, clearly the committee was not bound by three hundred meter limit, but went only after the JJ colonies yeah. in the river bed. What about Akshadham, metro complexes, so called games village, Delhi transco complex, Majnu ka Tila, Batla house extension? and fuzzle enclave etc yeah only the slums get demolished <laughs> the big the big things are even the ngt orders it's always yes. about the slums and about the poor farmer who are using the flood flint to farm and this is the same in city after city bangalore the flooding precisely happens because you've built on lakes yeah posh yes. colonies here you are building on rivers himachal you know those visuals of cars flowing in rivers mm. you have hotels near river beds why do you have hotels so close to the river or on the river bed uttarakhand is notorious for this yes. i think it's Himachal, I think, is still sensible with its development for tourism. Uttarakhand is just pathetic, the way they are building and building, despite the Kedarnath, you know, tragedy. tragedy. It, and this is not just a Delhi phenomenon, because, like you said, the Haryana, the uh, mm. river that's coming, Punjab. In fact, the worst visuals are coming from Punjab, Chandigarh, yeah. Mohali, yeah. Parvanu, that whole that that drive Much up to uh, Kasoli. I mean, it is horribly flooded, and what were called freak, like in the last five or seven years. we have had most rain in 48 hours yeah. most rain in 24 hours more wettest july wettest april wettest june something or the other freak is happening now if this is what it's going to be then i mean either we decide this how we going to live we will not you know so then we have to create like in water world move to higher ground <laughs> and have newer colonies there you know or, or have on still it's like if we go to assam kaziranga if you drive from let's say kaziranga from uh, you know Uh, Tezpur up Sela Pass to um, where's that monastery Tawang. 
all along that road everything from the dhaba to the houses are made on these stilts that are 10 to 20 feet you know yeah. high because the river the brahmaputra is i guess it's the brahmaputra if i'm yes, not wrong is going to come all the way there so everything is made on stilts mm-hmm. with bamboo so either that that just doesn't remain an assamese way of life it becomes a delhi way of life or then we got to demolish something man i mean right. you can't continue to construct what's the point of demolishing a jj colony when this huge uh, construction still exist over there you know it, it's not rocket science like we by we i mean people have been living in these areas for centuries and millennia and everybody knew how to construct buildings like manisha gave uttarakhand example people knew how to build houses in hills you don't build houses like plains in hills mm. you have to think about different things these are volatile mountains if you are on near the river if you are in coastal areas but our urban infrastructure if you talk about small or big cities it's so broken i, I don't understand who decides this i mean like look at chennai land sharks decided <laughs> i mean government administrative officers pass this right they are engineers on paper like they and i'm sure they are well read and they studied well and they were selected like no city in our country has a good sewage system why you know our colony here there was like it was a river all the houses everybody is outside because the sewage that is under these colonies hmm. is not designed to handle the amount of refuse that comes out because yeah most delhi they were bungalows now every bungalow from defense colony to panchil to suffering enclave they are apartments they are multi story houses but like 6 to 8 like in one building now so earlier if like five people are living there they are about 25 people living there the water that comes down that is why you have this backflow right because this sewage pipes are not thick enough to accommodate yeah. the, at least that's what they say in this colony yeah. and th- there is a proposal that they have to dig up everything and replace these pipes with thicker pipes now i don't know how long that take and now like the irony is why do i say it's not rocket science forget about the urban infrastructure this sewage thing the growth of population has been predicted and is continuing continuing on the with the same ratio it's not that population has jumped suddenly and suddenly the urban infrastructure can, cannot hold it cannot sustain it this has been happening all the while the building things you talked about the other thing is we are not ready to sort of understand collectively by we i say our administration and people are not ready to accept the urgency of this is the mother load like this climate change like you said every june is like that uh, some rainfall like that this rainfall has been in recorded history not only in india in other parts of the world one of the worst mm. el nino has just begun so this is going to get worse next year 3rd of july was the hottest day in human history yeah all over the world in fact we had the, the the record broke in a week there was monday then wednesday yeah monday's record is broken on wednesday and now who has said that 1.5 average uh, limit of 2015 paris records nobody has done anything and it's part of my recommendation to today looking at how el nino is coming right now it's not even on full force it's going to get much worse heat is going to increase and more likely than not this is what their official quote is 2024 would the, would be the hottest year in human history well we've had like in the last decade we've had i think seven of the hottest ever since recorded have been in yeah. the last decade so yeah i mean that is 
I mean, that's a given. The only thing is that the urgency that one sees in the monsoon because the it's visual, it's there for us to see. Yeah. Is I mean, although you have to re- reduce density of population. I mean, I think there is enough land on Earth. Yeah. For everybody, but it's just that it's it's concentrated in these 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 small areas even which is if, why which is why you need a lot more cities in, in 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 india even if you have concentrated population like give them urban infrastructure no person no matter how rich you can buy acres of land in delhi in vasant vihar or other places you cannot build urban infrastructure that is government's job hmm. the other thing is irony the when this monsoon started in last month we were in i mean we were deficit in no, rain we've already this completed the july quota I, The, the deficit is still not full it's still 8% remains when the monsoon began it was 50% deficit now it's 8% but the deluge is so immediate mm. that the, all your systems just wash away yeah. and you talked about manoj mishra do you remember anupam mishra who was a water activist really old gandhian i don't recall so him i'll add a book of his in recommendations aaj bhi bhare hain talab and he was a full gandhian and he used to talk about how water management used to work because different geographic geographies in different parts of our country need different type of water management and we have forgotten everything and leveled everything and he used to say i i remember when i first saw him in ravish's show long ago like more than i think more than 10 years ago hmm. and he said ke bhi to bhugtan hoga isme kuch wo to pahadon mein kehte hain nadi ke raste mein aap ghar banaoge to ye nadi ke liye aapki galti hai in fact the kullu manali visuals are also very scary i'm wondering how all these places cuz kullu manali has a lot of place uh, you know along that mm. river not uh, so bias so on that depressing note uh, we've got over a dozen letters this time yes. but because all of you voted that we should only take six letters a week Manisha has decided what six letters those will be. Although we will acknowledge the letters that came, but we will not read all of them. Hmm. So Manisha, please do the honors and pick the letters, and uh, and you can tell us what kind of feedback we get. Just like to remind you, only subscribers' emails are entertained. If you're a subscriber, you can go to the link in the show notes below. It says letters to Hafta. You click; it will open out this box that will allow you to put in your date, your name, your subject line. Everything can be filled. Or you can write to us at podcasts at newsland dot com, but please keep your letter below two hundred words. And if you're a non subscriber, we appreciate um, your uh, indulgence in listening to us. But to have your letter read, you have to be a subscriber. Manisha. So Anirudh S says, "I love the Hafta on right wing influencers. I've noticed a lot of similar ones popping up on YouTube. They seem to have a similar formula where they peddle conspiracy theories first." वैदिक सेजेस फ्लू स्पेसशिप्स एक्सेट्रा एंड देन दे स्लोली स्टार्ट हेट मॉन्गरिंग एंड गेट मोर पोलिटिकल विद द मीटियोरिक राइज इन इंडियन कॉन्टेंट क्रिएशन आई बिलीव दैट दीज टाइप्स ऑफ इन्फ्लुएंसर्स आर गोइंग टू गेट मोर न्यूमरस एंड रिसीव मोर पेट्रनेज दे कॉन्टेंट माइट ऑल्सो गेट मोर एक्सट्रीम ड्यू टू देर एफर्ट्स टू स्टेस रेलिवेंट एक्चुअली यू नो दैट्स अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट पार्ट ऑफ दिस कंटेंट क्रिएशन इंडस्ट्री इट्स नॉट आइडियोलॉजी इट इज ऑल्सो दिस वट कैन यू से टू गेट दोज हिट सो दिस क्लिप दैट इज गोइंग वायरल इज टोटली इडियोटिक क्लिप Where beer biceps is asking Jaisa Deepak? Who should you throw out of the country? Who should you throw out of the country? Firstly, <laughs> hmm. what sort of a question is that? And then he says, "Barkhadat and Romila Thapar, Romila Thapar and Irfan oh, Habib." No. And then he's like, "A question is coming your way anyway." But I think it's—I don't even think he knows hmm. beer biceps at least or what Romila Thapar. Who these people are? Yeah. Even Barkhad no journalism, I'm sure he has no yeah, idea. Yeah, he has no idea. But what can you say to get those clicks and get that reel to go viral? And that yes. is. 
just way more dangerous uh, anyway he says maybe you should start watching them early on with a show like nuisances i would be very interested in that although this might finally switch off your sanity <laughs> i believe you guys and the deshbhakt and also other like minded influencers should collaborate more thank you and keep up your work and actually the collaboration with deshbhakt works so much for me at least personally is because not an influencer whatever but he's been a journalist so i think when yeah. you're talking to him you can really talk to him you know as a news professional it's not about all about hits or correct you know so i think for the record we don't hate influencers but the point yeah. is like you do something worthwhile like and the people talk about tv and like i might be the only person here like i stopped watching tv when kyuki saas bhi kabuti came to tv i was very long ago that the yeah, then, then you missed some of the wonderful shows that i produced <laughs> no, no, no no i always watched news before it went nuts but rest of the tv no, i wasn't I, doing news back then i was doing lifestyle programming <laughs> which is food and travel basically but i've seen i watched those things online later <laughs> no and you're right and they're also filling up an important space yep. at times doing things that mainstream media may not do so that's all there Vijay says as a long time observer of politics media I wonder what you think about the following Are we misreading media court support for the government celebrated past interventions Kesavananda Bharti or Going Kaz Indian Express were seemingly on the side of the conservative status quo and an elite opposition to the coercive redistribution of Nehru/Indira So maybe the media especially media owners don't feel the same need to oppose same for the still elite justices who are PLUs to the man PLUs means people like us Could our sense of diminishing civil rights be because most people, including journalists, grew up under weak governments? The coalition era was probably a good time only because the state couldn't do as much to impose its will. Avinandan will argue that we should hold governments to a 21st century standard, but maybe the progress, quote unquote, was always only at the surface. I'd be grateful for your opinion on this video that led to this mail. What is this video? The video link will be there with our podcast, but so it is on Mojo Live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh with exaggerated liberal cliche or real worry. Oh, okay. Anyway, I mean I can weigh in on this, you know, first. Uh I think your email uh, itself actually Vijay, I mean has the answer as far as I'm concerned. Uh you have uh, written uh, where he says something about weak governments. Hmm. Um coalition. Could yeah. our sense of diminishing rise be because most people including journalists grew up under weak governments. So what is a weak government? I don't understand uh, as opposed to a strong government. So are you saying that a government is essentially this this shows the mindset and I think this actually reveals more about the Indian mindset than anything else. In our mind a government is there to shut us down. If it's doing a good job it's strong because that means efficient and if it's doing a bad job it's weak which means us being able to speak our mind is a function of an inefficient governance structure which is there to shut us down so i think your choice of words and i don't think it's unique to you any government and indira gandhi i mean i was born at the time and i have recollection was not a weak prime minister by any stretch of imagination <laughs> no, she wasn't okay she would bloody make surma out of your testicles and bloody sajaw it in your eyes only but the the thing is that we have acknowledged that bhai this is what governments are there for So I don't think it is the theory you say by any standards of civilized democracy this government is horrible in their understanding of democracy and I don't think it's uh, it's a political expediency I think the people leading this government genuinely they think that this is how things should be run 
It's not like they're doing fit for politics. Like, I believe people like Sibyl or Chidambaram understand democracy. But to cling on to power, they will, you know, put in acts like 66 and all, which will come to bite them in the ass later. But they do it for political expediency. The difference with them is the Modi Shah government, they believe this is how it should be. It's ideologically, they think this is how countries should be run. I think it's very worrying. So, so Indian mindset is like that, that Dande Kazor. Like, if, if you can exercise will and power, then you are considered strong, be it our families, be it our local RWAs. The ones who are most oppressive are considered strong. Civil servants should be opposite. Like we were discussing police in last charcha and the, our police is trained in a way that an innocent person, forget about class, how rich he or she or they may be. Like they they are scared to enter the police station because the first thing they'll hear is a couple of, you know, galis and then they'll be harassed. They might get slapped. And then they have to call someone so that their complaints can be heard. Forget about registration. So this is an opposite of a well-working administrative system or government. So as you said, like our understanding is wrong. And on Goenka, I think, I mean, he was he contested on a Jansung ticket mm. in 1971. So he did... I mean, that was conservative politics at the time or right-wing politics at the time and he did side with it. But I think it would be a simplification to say that that is all that there was to him. I mean, he did fight the emergency. And it's not comparable to, say, an owner today that sucks up to the government. Yeah. I, I think it's very different. Like we, we can remember UPA time. Forget about decades ago. I'm sorry I'm taking too long, but in, during UPA time, news anchors were apprehensive of criticizing Sonia Gandhi and Gandhi family. Yeah. But it's not that they would immediately get raided and their DMs and their timelines would be filled with Or that with coordinated harassment. kind of programming that you see today, you have not seen that before. So that's there. Yeah. Aarti says, please do not bring religious leaders or interpreters on NL. They have enough platform already. NL should be the last place to invite such a discussion. Because last week we had said that, okay, maybe on specific religious personal laws, we should have people. People that study theology could be more interesting to listen to than these self-proclaimed religious leaders for the sake of amusement. It's mind-blowing to me how educated, progressive-minded individuals in the 21st century practice any religion, and Islam especially. I think the educated, progressive, practicing Muslims should read the Why I'm Not a Muslim by Ibn Warak, not writer's actual name. Why is this yearning so strong among educated progressive Muslims to justify, uphold an outdated text like Quran? I think it is this lack of dissenting or critical voices in the Muslim community that will take their community and this world down. My God, that's, that's very, very... Extreme that's view. an extreme view. Aarti. Hmm. Especially because currently I view Hindutva as a bigger problem for in India, India for being taken yeah. down. Yeah. But uh, why should one go to one interpreter over another and just ignore what's practiced in reality? Utterly illogical suggestion. So, well, actually, we have a counter to that. Um, on just the, I think, so it's easy when you're not practicing a particular religion to just say, why do you follow it? But I think there will always be people who believe in religion, who follow it, for whom it means something. And one, to me, I think it's counterproductive to just reject it as a whole. Reformers are important, I think, even in Islam. So I, I wouldn't go with like, why does anyone follow it? I would, I, I mean, there will always be a world where people will follow it. No, I won't. Islam or any other religion. What we need is more reformers who can kind of, you know, go beyond the text and also look at why it makes sense to you, you know, today's reality to follow it. I will not. Because people will always seek spirituality or religion or, you know, that kind of solace. Sadhguru is there for that. No? And he also gives dietary advice, which, as the <laughs> doctor tells, is, is inaccurate. Excellent. 
What did he advisory give? He said something about eggplant, brinjal. Brinjal. But bengal is the worst vegetable. It has no. Has he said it's beneficial for you? No, he said it has poison. It he has said no, which is going to kill you. Apparently, he's, apparently he's, he's <laughs> no. invented some element that it has, which the liver doctor said there is no such thing. <laughs> it's definitely not poison. Adamantium. <laughs> 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 But it's not nutritious. Maybe it's what my, he wants to say it's is it's one not of my goals. I want to sit. across this guy like like you want to talk about religious scripture let's do it na you no, don't no, find enough like skilled people <laughs> no, like they find idiots no i will i will not preach uh, you know religion to anyone i will not say ki you give it up or but for myself i'll speak na i i don't want any religion yeah mm. so here's the thing so that this has come up earlier maybe this is what she, she means to say the uh, hold of religion the uh, like human just, beings are too complex and you cannot judge for someone else where they derive their inspiration from they might be orthodox or not like being educated doesn't mean you have sort of fulfillment or you know the drive people hmm. derive so many different things from their pr- daily practices of which are related to their own faith mm-hmm. so to judge someone is bad like In fact, I, sorry. Go ahead. No. So Sonia has uh, the following feedback. Sonia says, "I was surprised after hearing such regressive rhetoric from Abhinandan about agreeing with an email saying that Muslims should be apologetic in response to the hatred directed against them." Sonia, I don't recall having said that. I'm. If you can quote me, th- that doesn't sound like something I'd ever say. What I did say was that there is something to be said. I mean, I don't know what the context was, what the mail said, but I had mentioned an article I had written a long time ago about there being a need in many uh, countries, and I think I gave the example of Malaysia or Indonesia, if I'm not wrong, of the progressive Muslims being louder voices, uh, and but it wasn't that they should be apologetic in response to the hatred directed towards them. I, no, no, that no. is hardly something. You were just talking about that only, that progressive voices. Yeah. versus like extremists taking over the religion and sonia goes on to say started from the us war on terror the media was has built an anti muslim narrative to justify the invasion and killing of hundreds of thousands of muslims in afghanistan iraq and pakistan in response to western uh, atrocities the population is galvanized by the more extreme elements on the political spectrum moderate voices are silenced by censorship or force also what does a muslim in the west have to do with foreign governments yet they are impacted the most by islamophobia The notion that a section of community must apologize for extreme elements is silly, as no one would rightly expect Hindus traveling to foreign countries to apologize for the Modi government. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind if they do actually. But yeah. again, governments is very different from what religious fundamentalists do. No, like someone from Turkey need not come here and apologize for Erdogan, but what religious leaders do, you know. You've got to push back. Order. And yeah. I, for example, I think um, there was one video of this guy. Uh, I think I made. I mentioned this video. He was at this protest in Canada, who was saying that you know, Sharia will one day you will all be ruled by Sharia. <laughs> like, do you believe in Canada? Fucking retard. <laughs> I mean, you made a living there. Is this strategically precisely because there's no Sharia and you are you know I living mean, in a? I mean, like, like, fuck, like. So I would expect other Muslims to say, "Dude." ंगउदी <laughs> 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 
does preach a very orthodox view of religion yeah. Yeah. if if for example ataturk was sitting on the third biggest oil reserves in the world i think islam the world would have been very different <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so so it really depends on who has the financial muscle and whoever has the financial muscle has the seat at the table it's that simple speaking of saudi uh, we had a visitor from there this uh, <laughs> week who mm. praised the modi government uh, mohammed bin abdul karim al isa is a former minister in saudi arabia he is considered it as one of the moderate voices and he's come and he's profusely heaped praise on india indian democracy and doval was present at the meeting and doval said that he was that on the dais nsa said that terror cannot be linked to any religion yeah. so it was very interesting last two sentences of this email are the, so she says also regardless of their undemocratic governments the gulf countries exhibit more religious harmony than certain parts of india no. so that harmony is just the sheen of the no no that if if also if there is no rights then there is harmony yeah yeah, no. yeah. Like, that's just a sheen what again, you see the absence of conflict is not is not peace <laughs> i mean you can make everyone shut up and sit down like for example the data that is quoted by many people see there has been no riot since uh, modi came to gujarat there was just one riot in 2002 after that there have been none does that mean gujarat is the most democratic place in the country <laughs> or the best place for minorities yeah. and one thing is although i always refrain to to talk about the religion i do not know much but the thing is like what you see in public circles and popular culture all over the world the voices which end up representing the faith of islam the, to, to people to the, its own people are a problem which you say that there are financial reasons for it and there might be reforming reason for it like manisha said but whatever the reason may be and i don't know the nuances of it because religion will have nuances those voices are not moderate or reformist which is the main enough. problem I yeah, yeah not. not enough at least so you were saying something ha i was saying i was saying that uh, you were giving one example iran Um, yes. There was there was uh, no conflict unless uh, you know this parda thingy that happened. After that, there were so many protests and the way they so suppressed the entire yes, thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Ah, so 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 you can't say that it was a very harmonious. Mm. The, I mean, they are also pretty. And that last bit it. will be used by precisely by the BJP government. That you know, I think the reason why Modi is able to also forge ties with the Middle East and a lot of yeah. countries, Dubai. is because actually they like that thing of yeah. religion being supreme and then you everyone else is second class citizen and you follow what we want you to follow so flip it from islam to hinduism basically their philosophy their, is the same yeah. their their lead motif is different yeah. but basically the rest of it is the same they, they like his vibe na mm. <laughs> the vibe is the same i think book is different but vibe right. is the same na abha says i don't agree with abhinandan that symbolism is significant at all at social level it's a political strategy this is because you were talking about the shivraj singh chauhan washing the feet of the tribal who was a victim uh, i really like the interpretation of ravish commenting on men especially upper caste so the link is there you can okay. see it in the show notes in the recommendations so in the recommendation section we can also provide links to the recommendations from subscribers another letter on the whole mp urination issue from cordyceps says chauhan's stunt is only optics what will chauhan do about the system that made the victim and shukla think that shukla could urinate with impunity obviously nothing shukla will probably be out soon called a sanskari brahman and galandred for a great job already the victim has been convinced to request shukla's release i think that was really problematic very the, mm. he only said ke usko usne maafi mang li hai koi baat nahi 
panelists said not all mp men are urinating like this which made me wonder <laughs> what the fuck i think anand that said that caste atrocities i mean mm, okay. we need not always take that kind mm. of um, <laughs> yes not all mp men are urinating like this which made me wonder will there be a movie called the mp story which <laughs> insinuates that armies of mp men <laughs> are going around, <laughs> going around <laughs> peeing on tribals <laughs> will pm motabai ever promote such a movie and will other states give it tax free status <laughs> will towering news personality stereotype mp on prime time as the land of peeing on tribals oh god the answer is again as obvious and speaks volumes about which states it is okay to demonize and which it is not god that's very good point yeah i mean yeah like even are... with the air india thing now would it be okay with hollywood making a movie saying the indian the, p yeah. files <laughs> p where files. indian men are just strategically peeing on people in airlines mm. so so peeing is a problem with indian men but <laughs> did anyone get <laughs> how do you know no, no, there are so many cases in public <laughs> are there was are ever there was this one there was this one <laughs> tv show which i think cyrus was going around doing he was just approaching people peeing <laughs> अब यहां क्यों पेशाब कर रहे हैं इट वाज लाइक यू नो हां डिड एनीवन गेट दैट ईस्टर एग ऑफ कॉर्डिसेप्स ही मेंशन आई थिंक द व्हाट कॉर्डिसेप्स हैज रिटन दिस मैन या 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 आई गॉट इट कॉर्डिसेप्स इज फ्रॉम लास्ट ऑफ अस फेमस आई डोंट नो व्हाट कॉर्डिसेप्स इट्स इट्स अ फंगस ओह आई सी ओके डिड यू सी द शो लास्ट ऑफ अस नो ओह गॉड आई हैव आई कैन डोंट इवन वाच द शो दैट आई एम सपोज्ड टू वाच which are in the syllabus <laughs> i'm going to watch out of syllabus shows for awful and awesome on the yeah. discussion on now the next letter from mohit singh on the discussion on modi's visit to the usa the most basic one was missed why does india want what does india want from this relationship or this visit in particular it is hard to gauge whether indian foreign policy is successful or failing unless it is articulated what it aims what its aims are in contrast us media and its government discuss and argue its goals vigorously hmm. therefore it is not surprising that all discussions including on nl hafta focused on what the us wants very good point actually china 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 hmm. though what india wanted was maybe like because we don't know exactly what we want as far as india is concerned does it want a closer defense or economic collaboration and to what extent given the china factor should india push us to allow more immigration from india and make it easier for us companies to outsource services to india On the question raised in the discussion, why are Western leaders hobnobbing with Modi? The answer is simple: India is getting what its government wants the most, tamasha. The question for India and its citizens is whether the tamasha is in their interest and what cost is it coming at. So, at least one clear goal you're right is elections, domestic elections. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically, the foreign, the the foreign tamasha is mm. for an Indian audience. Basically, it is what songs used to do for films in the '90s and 2000s. पूरी फिल्म इज सेट इन बॉम्बे और वेर एवर बट द सॉन्ग हैव टू बी शॉर्ट इन साउथ अफ्रीका सो दैट ऑडियंस इज हैप्पी दैट्स दिस बेसिकली एंड द लास्ट लेटर दैट आई विल रीड इज फ्रॉम कुमार आदित्य ही सेज ऑल दो आई बिन फॉलोइंग एन एल ऑन यूट्यूब सिंस टू थाउजेंड नाइनटीन रेगुलरली एंड डिड कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट टू अ कपल ऑफ एन एल्स एन आर प्रोजेक्ट्स नेवर बिकम अ सब्सक्राइबर वेन आई स्टार्टेड लिस्निंग टू छोटा हफ्ता आई वॉज लेफ्ट वॉन्टिंग फॉर मोर सो वी होप ऑल द छोटा हफ्ता लिस्नर्स and subscribe and subscribe for to listen to the full podcast it's great fun so he says i'm no longer a mufat kor and it's precisely because he couldn't have had enough of chota hafta and abhinandan's shaming was also effective keep at it <laughs> thank you so <laughs> yes. mufat kors if you can afford a drink or a packet of cigarettes or any of these vices 300 rupees a month isn't much you can subscribe to a youtube channel which is great but that's a free subscriber go to our website click on subscribe and pay to keep news free then you get the unedited 
stuff he goes on to say with the taker of takeover of ndtv the tv space has now truly been captured and the governing dispensation is moving into the internet as well uh, as we have seen with the beer bicep episodes hafta 439 was spectacular although i have to give it to rahul gandhi's sm team to have started this with his bharat jodo yatra and his latest video with trucker drivers and manipur mm. visits were actually very well curated probably for the first time i'm seeing bjp play catch up with congress on their communication strategy hats off to both of them one for identifying the white space congress and the other for not being complacent bjp i reckon this space will only heat up with upcoming general elections to levels we can't even imagine i would like to suggest nl team to keep an eye on this and i'm guessing your subscriber demographic has already left the tv space and are more exposed to the youtube medium so this would be of key interest to us currently i'm going through previous hafta hafta episodes and have to appreciate the concept with getting on various smes to speak sme matlab small and medium acha subject matter small and medium enterprises for me sme is that having begun my career with business standard nl hafta is simply sui generous claps and anand you're the rock star yeah Thank we you. shall communicate that so to anand so that's a great 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 i i have to promotional letter that we have not written yes. as athlete come from a subscriber so I have subscribe to, to news laundry mohit's mail sorry otherwise i would have forgotten mm. sorry i interrupted the, Go ahead. the 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 foreign trip thing it's more of a media mistake because media doesn't ask questions that they don't hold press conferences like how would we know the details of their strategy we only know the you know broader picture outlines of it that we want some semiconductor industry some technology to come some defense contracts but what are the details media doesn't ask <laughs> i mean it's not a mistake media is doing what they are told so oh, yeah, they're not making well, any yeah, yeah. you know as a not we as a news journey but media is not making any mistakes they're doing what they're told with their when we've let your read your letter and we forwarded it to shiv who's going to be traveling to manipur so we will definitely uh take into account everything that you've said and you want out of this nl sena project from manipur because vidya has some uh, inputs mm. for the manipur coverage yeah and you also highlighted the saurabh hathia 46 words i have a question on what happened in mp that man mamaji washed feet oh, oh that, that was, was i think that was just a conspiracy online i don't think yeah, there yeah, yeah. that it was the person was indeed the yeah, tribal person yeah, yeah. So on that note uh, thank you so much uh, do subscribe pay to keep news free before we leave you the hafta song the recommendations for the week let me start with you shardul what do you have so i added one so i have four recommendations this week one is shoaib daniel's piece in scroll why are rural elections in west bengal so violent and he goes into the history and he also references the deep study research paper is my theory part of it no <laughs> no not yet also i think my theory is there's something no no it's there. an interesting hypothesis it should mm. be explored so uh, so <laughs> no no every hypothesis should be explored that's my like, i'm marveling at that phrase of yours here crush your testicles and make surma out of it yeah, where that, where on earth did that come from that's a very prompt to start the give come up with it yeah on the spot i, I mean i usually <laughs> did you were you saying it in punjabi and translating it in <laughs> in like in my, beautiful in my, english in my head i was so saying potan da surma laga ke to eddi but ye kahan se aaya yaar this is really this is a talent like this is punjabi i am i i don't have it but people have this talent like to <laughs> come up witty and very borderline stuff <laughs> hmm. the acceptable level of stuff crassness hmm. yes uh, the second is um A, a series i recently watched um uh, it's a mini series uh, sharp objects it came in 2018 it's about a journalist who's going through some personal stuff and she goes back to her hometown 
and it's a who done it too it's a murder mystery so amy adams stars in it and patricia clarkson patricia clarkson you'll know from green mile or mm-hmm. yeah i don't know green mile and the, the, the untouchables so mm-hmm. it's a nice one it's not a very thriller type it's a very slow burn but you sort of feel the anxiety it's only eight episodes mm-hmm. and it's based on a book of similar name the other one i mentioned which i added aaj bhi khare hain talab a book by anupam mishra and it's free you don't need to buy it you can just download and he gave away the rights to everyone just spread, reprint it and spread it the gentleman you mentioned earlier yeah he died the water activist mm-hmm. the fourth one is down to earth article how will el nino change in the future it's a recent one by nicole mar and sorry for pronunciation malthi stuecker so they have written a paper on world meteorological organization and this is sort of a crux of it that how weather is changing and we should worry about it because we think this is happening because of el nino but our emissions haven't stopped and now coming of el nino will sort of give it a push which has almost made it inevitable that in next 5 years we'll reach that 1.5 average figure which was supposed to be reached mm. in late part of 21st century so these are four so so manoj mishra had sent me a map uh, you know in 2005 uh, so i was just digging out uh, you know uh, i was just looking at my mails and i just found that map which is a which is the tell tale of you know yamuna river and uh, he has and and this is part of the court proceedings also and uh, so i will give that map uh, in mm-hmm. this link uh, link and uh, second is uh, watch joyland a pakistani movie mm, i've been uh, wanting to watch this i believe it's amazing it's fact, amazing where did you watch it yeah. where did you watch it ott i uh, think yeah, it's, available. it's available for 99 rupees on amazon prime video oh, okay amazon. perfect i'll watch it Uh, Joyland. Joyland supposed to be great. Uh it's a good movie. Uh it's a, it's of a movie of uh, a story of a transgender and a family a bo- man uh, who was married. Uh is is a very good uh, in fact I wonder if uh, director stays in Pakistan. If I think this movie was banned in Pakistan. Mm. And uh, but it went to Cannes and mm. beautiful movie. Oh I heard about this. Very well made. And uh third is uh, there is a This is for the youngsters especially who are uh, you know a little uncertain about their future what they want to do they what they don't want to do in fact i sometimes feel i'm in at 60 even i i'm still figuring out what more i want to do so there is one very good uh, uh, you know series which has come out on hotstar she builds uh, it's a 20 25 uh, minute ka episode where the youngsters you know the kind of jobs that they they went to iit but they ended up taking you know uh, farming they 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 how they brought technology to the farming and they have rev- revolutionized the thing and they have come from a very small small family very very inspiring so i think people uh, should be uh, watching that and uh, you must watch wimbledon mm. uh, is is the and now the all the quarter finals are over uh, semi finals we are at the semi final stage so i think you should be watching wimbledon So two obituaries on Milan Kundera. Uh, oh yeah, this died, is one of died. it was a headline. Hmm. One of those occasions where I am not familiar with the author's work. Of course, I know unbearable lightness of being, but only because every sub editor 
that has ever existed has used this book as a headline in some copy or the other. Or in college, or you always story. told the girl, so what are you reading these days? I'm reading. And the unbelievable light of the being or Siddharth by Herman Hesse. <laughs> One of them I actually read. <laughs> uh, but no, I haven't read the books. But after reading the obituary, I really want to read the books because I think he seems like such an interesting man. And I love this one line in The Guardian, in the NY Times uh, obituary where he's written this paragraph in this book called Insignificance. He says, we've known for a long time that it was no longer possible to overturn this world, nor reshape it, nor head off its dangerous headlong rush. There's been only one possible resistance to not take it seriously. So even PBM's um, obituary Indian Express read that too. And then maybe pick up his book like I will. One thing I just noticed, Aaj bhi khare hai, Talab has many translations, but not in English. So oh. I'll make sure it happens in the next few months. Like this is this is a book on water management, how it used to happen. And it's a very good book. But now that I'm sure AI can translate it, we should get someone okay, to do that. I have seen a couple of it's them, they're, they're shit. <laughs> okay, I have four recommendations. Three are actually one recommendation. So the Indian Express has this debate happening. Uh, so Pranab Sen responds to Shamika Ravi, no India statisticians aren't stupid. This was written on July 11th. <laughs> Shamika Ravi has written a piece on July 13th. Statisticians can be wrong. Her f- yeah, this is today, but four days ago to which uh, Pranab, Pranab Da has responded is about data being wrong. And this is, you know, you read it, it'll, it's interesting. And there is yet another response. Uh, this is by Amitabh Kundu. Shamika Ravi is wrong. It is unfair to blame survey methodology when results disagree with the point of view. And the the, the crux of all this is, um, let me just quote it from here. This is a continuing theme emerging from the council recent working paper. It's been mentioned to its chairperson's article, the Janus, you say, no? of India's official statistics suggests that several indicators used by NSS as well as international agencies like WHO fail to capture the actual progress and lament the degradation of official statistical systems. Long story short, basically, this government is saying, we have a lot of progress. We have lost poverty, we have lost the government, 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 we have lost the so they say how data So who's winning this debate according to you? I just think it's interesting. See, I think the government is called overstating the bullshit. I mean, you can't say we have, you know, like in the last fifty there's one data set that's in the last I think uh, fifteen years or twenty years or something, almost four hundred and eighty million people have been pulled out of poverty. In yeah, India. yeah, yeah. Now that's a huge, that's half a billion. Mm. Now nine of those years are Manmohan Singh years. And also, if you understand economics, if I do something today, its impact is not felt yeah. tomorrow. It yeah. is felt, it like for example, the deregulation of the Reagan years followed by Alan Greenspan caused what became Lehman. It wasn't caused by bloody Bush. Bush had nothing to do with Lehman. Bush got bamboo for something he had nothing to do with. It is previous government. So, A, like someone can reasonably argue, and I'm not saying it is right or wrong, that it is liberalization of the 90s that caused this push out of poverty or a pull out of poverty in the late 2000s. You know, it takes a while. Some things we don't... But the point is this government wants to hog the grade for everything. Why? 20 years ago, what did we do in the last 9 years? Now, look at the statistics. The creation of jobs is not enough. You're all chopping everything. 
आपकी ग्रोथ लेवल्स ड्रॉप आउट हो रही हैं तो ये जो एफ जो आ रही है अभी द लास्ट क्वार्टर टूडेज पेपर सो इट्स बट इट्स जस्ट दैट इफ यूर अ प्रो गवर्नमेंट यू नो इकोनमिस्ट यू विल यू द ब्यूटी ऑफ इट इज दैट यू कैन आर्ग्यू बोथ वेज and still sound credible the data can be manipulated anyway and uh, the second thing is and this i love this podcast because from having a position on two issues after listening to this i don't have a position yet and uh, it's an economist podcast which is was the supreme court right to overturn affirmative action now uh, far be it my politics will obviously be pro affirmative action and my politics will obviously be pro biden loan write off for students student debt write off but i think if you argue debate discuss something in a reasonable rational way and that's why i think this is a fantastic podcast you can make someone rethink their position on something then i'm not thinking necessarily ideologically but in the larger context of governance that if you allow x to happen by precedence you are also allowing y to happen now is that why acceptable to you so i so this basically uh, talks about the supreme court case and uh, you know like i said i i don't agree or disagree with it but it makes me think and i'm still thinking about what my position should be on both these issues so on that note thank you to our wonderful sound recordist anil kumar thank you to our wonderful producer uh, tehreem and she has another young producer working with her Uh, who has just joined us freshant uh, so thank you all and uh, we shall see you next week we shall leave you with this song uh, which is a tradition in all haftas have a fantastic weekend stay dry stay home stay safe bye bye thank you bye bye mere pagal hoye jabo ami pagal hoye jabo mere pagal hoye jabo ami pagal hoye jabo ore pagal hoye jabo ami pagal hoye jabo ore pagal hoye jabo ami pagal hoye jabo thank you for your subscription you are changing the world by changing the way news is funded for the smoothest news laundry experience download the news laundry app It is the best way to listen to our paywall podcasts and you'll also get access to all free news laundry shows. Keep us ad free and subscriber funded. Help us grow. Tell people who listen to you to pay to keep news free. Subscribe to News Laundry. Keep journalism independent. Music